Good morning. It is Friday, February 9th. Here's what we're working on. The federal and provincial governments are set to finalize Ontario's health care agreement. After 10 months, the ACE has finally been caught in Caledonia. And the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has a new category. It's the first in more than 20 years. Oh yeah, there's that uh, other story. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, me wearing a spring jacket on February the 9th. Look at and you. And not needing a hat with not, that. Oh, look. Show, would, show the class your dude. Why would I want to wear a hat with a Very fresh nice. new fade on a Friday? He's got a spring do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Bow tie, no tie. That's cold. it. Bow tie, yeah. no tie Friday. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we're setting records today. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, the 12, the 12 degree forecast high. If we get there, we'll set a record. 10.4 back in 1990 is the old record. Okay. So, yeah, we'll get there. We'll um, get there. Is it, like, what about rain? Like, is it a little soggy? Like, are we getting uh, rain? We or? had a line of precipitation go okay. through about 3 o'clock this morning. Um, there's nothing right now, but there is a, it's only a 30% chance oh. of a shower late this morning into the afternoon. Otherwise, it's going to be mainly cloudy today, so we could see some sunshine. But that uh, that mild push, and it's, it's, it'll be fairly windy as well with that mild push. It'll be a southwest wind 30 to 50 kilometers an hour, but that's what's going to propel our temperature up to 12 degrees later on. Actually, the warm spot in Canada right now is Goderich. They're sitting at 10 degrees. Uh, we have a six degree temperature right now, which is way above a seasonal daytime high. Never mind starting out the morning in a February morning here. All right, we'll look at the forecast in a few minutes. Looking at traffic, nothing there. 403 Water Down Road. At least we can see it this morning. Yesterday morning with the fog, we couldn't see it. Uh, nothing happening on the highway vehicle on the South Service Road with flashing lights there. Uh, to our MTO traffic cameras, we did have a collision at the top of the Burlington Skyway Bridge. It just cleared about 10 minutes ago, so it's still a little bit slow approaching the Burlington Skyway Bridge. Then, of course, you have the, the uh, oh, there, that camera went away. Well, funny how that happens. Uh, here's the QEW at third line. So not a lot happening this morning. Thankfully, thankfully, after the crazy conditions we had yesterday with the three lanes closed on the Skyway, just jamming everything up, uh, things are better this morning at the moment. So we'll look at weather and traffic in a few minutes. Right now, the news. Okay, thanks very much, Brian. Well, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Premier Doug Ford expected to formalize a health care agreement today between the province and the federal government. Simone Gavros joins us with the details. Hi, good morning, Annette. Well, this is according to reports from the Toronto Star. The federal government is expected to announce that they're going to be adding $3 billion into health care into the province to help improve health care here in Ontario. Now, this announcement is also going to include more details as to adding more health care practitioners in the province. That's going to include adding hundreds of new family doctors and nurses in this upcoming health care deal announcement. Now, this is in line with the 10-year health care deal that was reached last year in February. That amounted to $8.4 billion in federal funding for the province to focus on health care priorities. And the money would go towards improving mental health services, primary care, and increase the number of health care workers here in Ontario. 
Now, we did reach out to the Premier's office as well as the Minister of Health for more details as to what this announcement is going to entail, but that's expected to happen today at 10.30, and that's going to be in King City. Tim, I'll send things over to you. All right, thanks, Simone. Well, Ontario's appeal court is set to release its ruling on a provincial wage restraint law. It's known as Bill 124 next week. 2019 law caps salary increases for public sector workers at 1% a year for three years. And it affected hundreds of thousands of public, public sector employees, including hospital staff, education workers, and children's aid society staff, labor groups, and unions. They challenged this law. And in late 2022, the Ontario Superior Court found it infringed on collective bargaining rights, striking it down as unconstitutional. A government appeal was heard last summer, and the appeal court says its decision will be released on Monday. Federal government's looking into tougher penalties for car thieves. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made the announcement at the National Summit in Ottawa. Stolen vehicles from the greater Toronto and Hamilton area often end up on shipping containers headed to Europe. Africa and the Middle East. Canada Border Services Agency wouldn't say what percentage of containers leaving this country are inspected, but did provide data indicating that more and more stolen vehicles are leaving the country. Industry leaders are also asking the government to get tougher on manufacturers. That would push the manufacturers to be compliant so that it actually has an effect on the types of uh, security features we have in our cars. The government is giving Canada Border Services Agency $28 million to conduct more inspections. Ontario's education minister says the province is introducing mandatory learning about the contributions of black Canadians. The updated curriculum is expected to roll out in September of 2025, grades 7 and 8. They will learn about the contributions black individuals made to build Canada from the 18th century to the 20th century confederation. Now in grade 10 history, they'll be educated on post-World War II and those who had a role in the advancement of civil human rights. Erica Alexander says her grandfather, the Honorable Lincoln Alexander, would be proud. I didn't grow up having the, you know, access to learning black history in the school system. I had to learn it on my own, you know, whether it was through family and friends or the library, but it wasn't something that was, you know, readily available to us. Yeah, Lincoln Alexander Link was the, uh, the first black Canadian Premier of Parliament in 1968, Cabinet Minister and Lieutenant Governor of Ontario. A Hamilton police officer has been given seven days to resign or be fired after a Police Services Act hearing. Brandon Turdick pled guilty to two incidents involving careless use of a firearm. In July of 2022, he was caught on video dancing with his firearm while on duty. And the year before the hearing heard, he pulled the trigger of an empty gun on a fellow officer. Turdick has apologized, and while there's no indication from him or his lawyer on plans to appeal, he has 30 days to do that. Well, after 10 months, a charity jackpot in Caledonia is over. Sam Diamond has just won. Catch the ace! 
disappointed. <laughs> so the winning ticket was drawn last night in Caledonia's Catch the Ace. We don't know yet where Dan Dolman is from. Congratulations, though. He has picked up more than $450,000 in the Progressive Lottery. All of the proceeds went to Haldeman Norfolk's Community Support Center. 43 weeks of ticket sales brought in $645,000 for that charity's food program. Yeah, maybe Dan's playing a little bit low key these days because he'd have a whole bunch of new friends. So way to go, Dan. Good stuff. All right. Let's get into uh, Sportsline. And let's start with the Raptors who, uh, who come home and welcome the Houston Rockets into the bank tonight, which was supposed to be the return of Fred Van Vliet. But the guard who signed with Houston in the offseason is injured. He's not going to play. The Raptors will also be missing a few new faces. Or a few faces. They shipped a few of them out of town at the NBA trade deadline yesterday. One of them is that guard right there, Dennis Schroeder, who was in his first year with the Dinos, signing as a free agent to replace Van Vliet, but became expendable when Scotty Barnes started to handle the ball more. He, along with Thaddeus Young, were sent to Brooklyn for Spencer Dinwiddie, who was then promptly bought out of his contract and will not play for the team. Another deal had Canadian big man Kelly Olenek and young guard Oche Abaji coming to the Raptors from Utah in exchange for Otto Porter Jr., Kira Lewis, and a first-round draft pick, which appears to be around 29, uh, the 29th pick this summer. The 32-year-old Olenek is also in his final year of his contract, but grew up in Toronto at a young age and will be playing for Canada at the upcoming Olympics in Paris and will be a welcome fit to provide leadership and support in the front court. Speaking of the Olympics, let's head to Hungary, where our Canadian women got off to a great start at the FIBA Women's Olympic Qualifying Tournament. They dominated the host squad from Hungary, 67-55 to improve to 1-0. Bridget Carlton notched a game-high 18 points. Kayla Alexander recorded the double-double, 15 points, 13 rebounds. So Canada is ranked fifth in the world. This is one of four events to guarantee a spot in the Summer Games in Paris. Reminder, Kia Nurse from Hamilton has a minor injury. She's sitting this one out. Up next for our ladies is fourth-ranked Spain today. Uh, it was fright night on the ice in North Bay for the Niagara Ice Dogs. After beating the battalion on home ice Sunday, they didn't even come close. It was 3-0 after 1, 9-0 after 2, 12-1 the final. Total forgettable night for the Dogs who will try and rebound tonight in the Sudbury against the Wolves. Bulldogs, uh, Brantford Bulldogs are in Guelph tonight. They host Flint tomorrow with Peterborough in town for their foundation game on Sunday at the Civic Center in Brantford. Coyle steals. Heinen, a break, and he scores! Now on the ice in Boston, it was a battle of the top teams in the NHL with Vancouver in town, but it was all Bruins as they would score two shorthanded goals in the first period. Canucks had no response as Linus Allmark. He made only 17 saves for the 4-0 shutout for Boston as they pull even with Vancouver for the most points in the league. How about the NFL? They held their annual year-end award ceremony in Vegas last night. Biggest award went to that guy, Baltimore Ravens QB Lamar Jackson, who won the MVP by a near-unanimous vote. 27-year-old second MVP. He's the second youngest to win two behind Cleveland great Jim Brown. His Ravens finished with the best record in the league at 14-5, and but they lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I'm sure he would rather be playing in the big game, which goes down Sunday. Mahomes and his Chiefs are trying to win their third Super Bowl and second over San Francisco, who they beat back in 2020. I put on the beef brisket last night. I tore oh. it up. It is ready to go. Oh. You're all welcome. We've got the address up on screen. Yeah. Come on down. we got okay. a good little spread happening on Sunday night. <laughs>
Okay, 11 minutes after 6 o'clock, it is Friday, the 9th of February, and what a mild day it's going to be. We can actually almost call this a warm day, so we'll talk about the forecast in a second. Looking at traffic, nothing to see right there. That is our camera, 403 Waterdown Road area, doing fine on a Friday morning. Friday morning, the volume's usually a little bit lighter, so we'll go to some MTO traffic cameras. We'll keep our fingers crossed that everybody's still there. QEW at 7th looks good. I just updated this one because it decided to disappear. Nikola Tesla Boulevard, no problems there. East of Brant, east of Royal Windsor, all the way through. Uh, we'll continue our way into uh, Etobicoke Creek. Now, just some wet roads because we did have a little band of precipitation go through earlier this morning. So uh, right now, what? That's that that is so far above a daytime high for this time of year. We're sitting at six degrees, so the temperature went up overnight. Six right now. Uh, winds are still light, but they will pick up as the day goes on. Sky is mainly clear this morning. So for school today, we're going to hit 12 degrees, 12 degrees, mostly cloudy. So that means you know, just a little bit of sunshine, but there's a slim chance of a shower. Now, there's that line of precipitation that went through. There's the timeline, as you can see. This is a loop. It keeps repeating. So around 3 o'clock, we had that line of precipitation roll its way across us. Um, as you can see, we still have that southerly flow. That's going to continue for the day today. Another low-pressure system is going to approach and bring us some showers as we get during the day uh, tomorrow, chance of some showers, and it's going to stay on the mild side for the next couple of days. So look at these temperatures, 12 and 13 degrees. Chance of a shower, it's only a slim chance. Otherwise, uh, it's a little bit of sunshine for the day. Tonight, the temperature stays on the mild side. Five degrees for Niagara, six and seven in some areas this end of the lake. A little bit cooler for Halton Peel, Toronto, but only a little bit. And then tomorrow we're back into double digits, except for Niagara, about nine. Otherwise, 10 and 11 degrees once again tomorrow, and a, a mix of sun and clouds, and there will be a chance of a shower as the day progresses. So, ninth morning of February, it's a mild start, temperature six, and skies actually right now are mainly clear. We'll look long range coming up at 10. Okay, coming up in business news, Canada's heritage minister says Bell not holding up to their end of the bargain when it comes to local news. Business news is next. We're coming up on 616 on your Friday morning. In overseas trading, Canadian dollar is down by just one little basis point to 74.29 cents U.S. Gold has dropped a dollar. Crude oil is up 14 cents to $74.36 a barrel. Checking midday trading in Europe. Markets are up right now in London and Frankfurt, but down in Paris. Off to Asia we go. Markets are up in Tokyo, but uh, closed in Shanghai and Hong Kong for the Lunar New Year. North American markets on Thursday. Some losses on the Bay Street, some gains on Wall Street. Let's see how they do when the trading week uh, wraps up on this Friday, February the 9th. Well, as Bell Media blames regulators and policymakers for its decision to lay off 4,800 people, Politicians are accusing the company of unnecessarily killing off local journalism. I'm extremely disappointed in Bell Canada's decision for many reasons. One of them is because in the past decade, when acquisitions were allowed for those big companies to acquire a television station or radio station, it came with the promise that they would deliver on news content. And today, they are... Uh, backing from that promise, even though they were allowed to uh, acquire all these, this privilege, Canadian priv privilege, um, 
also the CRTC, because they are facing uh, difficult difficulties, alleviated them of the burden of $40 million per year to help them uh, keep their promise of producing news. And again, they're backing away from that. Now, that's Federal Heritage Minister Pascal Senange. That $40 million she speaks of in annual regulatory relief is the same amount Bell says its new division, news division is losing every year. Senange adds the company is still making billions in profit and has the capacity to hold up their end of the bargain. While additional funding is expected to come from the Online News Act, Bell Media is blaming its cuts on the federal government, saying it took too long to provide relief for media companies. The CRTC, by the way, is expected to release final regulations in the next few months. Until then, St. Ange says, quote, we need everybody to hold strong. About 2 million hand steamers have been recalled across North America. So the Canadian recall site says the problem is they can spray hot water where the steam is supposed to come out. The units were sold under the brand name Steamfast. Vornado and Sharper Image. In the U.S., Vornado has received 122 reports of water spraying, including 23 reports of burns. The steamers, they were sold at Walmart, Bed Bath & Beyond, Amazon, and other retailers. Affected customers can get refunds or replacement units, but 13,000 of them were sold in Canada. Two rival mining giants in Australia are joining forces to make steelmaking a bit more environmentally friendly. Rio Tinto and BHP Group are going to collaborate on a pilot project to decarbonize steelmaking as early as 2027. Australia's two largest iron ore producers are going to work with the country's biggest steelmaker to develop and potentially invest in Australia's first electric smelting furnace plant. The production of steel, which is key for infrastructure and the net zero energy transition, contributes about 8% of the world's carbon emissions. So production and supply is down and the price for chocolate is going through the roof. So yesterday, global cacao prices, they hit record highs as traders, they scrambled to lock down supplies. Last week, Arroyo's cacao poll forecast a global deficit of 375,000 tons in the 23-24 season. That's more than double a previous deficit poll back in August. So the surge in prices is starting to filter down to retail shelves and major chocolate makers like Hershey, well, they both uh, they say that higher prices are putting pressure on sales. Disney has announced a big push into video games. It's investing $1.5 billion for an equity stake in Epic Games, the maker of the popular video game Fortnite. The two companies are going to collaborate on a persistent universe calling it that will feature Disney stories and characters. Disney CEO Bob Iger says the move is Disney's biggest push ever into the world of gaming and it offers significant opportunities for growth and expansion. Oh boy. Me, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Not me in Fortnite. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Goodness. Uh, not the kind of day that you want to be uh, sitting inside no. playing video games. Whoa, we're breaking records today with these warm temperatures. Brian's talking about that after this. Good morning, 624 on this 9th morning of February. It is Friday. We're looking at our MTO traffic cameras, QEW east of Lake. Uh, this is going through St. Catharines. Nothing to see right there. Oh, look at that. That camera just went away. If I can plagiarize dire straits for just one second here and, and quote the line, I love my MTO. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, these MTO cameras have a habit of disappearing on us. Third line, that looks okay. See, see what I see what I'm talking about here? Oh, they were all just disappearing on me this morning. I okay, let's go to weather. <laughs> I do have this. I do have this here this morning. Uh, six degrees for Hamilton, Grimsby, and Toronto. Look how mild we are already. Five degrees for Mississauga. Uh, here's our seasonal temperatures for this time of year. Records for today. 10.4 back in 1990. We could really break that record for the day today. There's a chance of showers at probably midday. But cloudy skies and 7 degrees by the first bell this morning. 10 degrees and a mix of sun and clouds for after school. So there's that 12 degree high today. That could be the record breaker. 7 overnight tonight uh, with uh, partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow even 11 degrees for tomorrow. A mix of sun and clouds again. Chance of showers. Then the temperatures really come down. Two on Sunday, at least we'll get some sun. Cloudy on Monday, temperatures two, and then into the minus column for Valentine's Day and Thursday. That's your forecast, Annette, Tim. How can we follow, how can we follow oh, that? We can't, no. we can't. <laughs> but this is a funny story. <laughs> so a guy in France spent eight years building a seven meter tall matchstick model of the Eiffel Tower. Well, he's breathing a sigh of relief today after a change of heart at the Guinness Book of World Records eight years of of toil just to to get to where he was is incredible absolutely incredible and like i say we're, we're we're happy to be able to admit that we were a little bit too harsh on the the type of matches needed in this attempt and richard's attempt truly is officially amazing okay so you heard that right after richard plod used over seven hundred and six thousand matchsticks and spent over 4,200 hours constructing what he thought would be the world's tallest matchstick Eiffel Tower. The Guinness Book of Records told him, nah, no good. Use the wrong matches. So he had apparently contacted a matchmaker and ordered matchsticks. <laughs> Not a dating service. <laughs> Not a matchmaker. <laughs> no time for that. <laughs> so he ordered matchsticks without sulfur to save time building. So Guinness said he was only supposed to use store-bought matches, uh, a ruling the creator called strict and cruel. Uh, the record keepers eventually agreed and have now certified his creation. I don't know. It doesn't have the little matchstick restaurant in there. You know what it looks, you know what it looks like? It looks like popsicle sticks. Yeah. That's what it looks like. You know, from those from, like, I always had those growing up in the summer. But. <laughs> because if it had the solver, it could go up like lickety <laughs> split. Well, it was seven meters tall. <laughs> there was 4,200 hours spent. I guess I could start dating again. Now on I need a matchmaker. <laughs> uh, is it Friday? It is. Yeah. It is. Hey. Yeah. Want to sing us to break, Brian? Sure. <laughs> I love my MTO. <laughs>